My name is Lance. I'm 58 years old. In 2014, after 30 years of service, I retired from the Canadian Armed Forces. I am married to Teresa, my spouse. Uh, we are the proud parents of two wonderful adult children. We're also grandparents to a beautiful baby girl. Uh, I'm here today to share with you how Jesus saved me from a life of deception, hopelessness, and betrayal. This is my testimony in Christ. I was born in 1964, and like many children of my time, I attended Sunday school on a regular basis while my parents attended the regular church service. When I was about eight or nine years old, my parents, for whatever reason, stopped attending church. And as a result, I stopped attending Sunday school. I feel that that was the first time that I started to walk away from Jesus. Early in my teens, I developed uh, into a shy, introverted kid. And I quickly developed self-image issues, uh, feelings of inadequacy, worthlessness, and feelings of unlovability. These feelings uh, began, I began coping with these feelings through visual stimulation and self-gratification. Uh, little did I know um, then that this addiction would totally encompass my life as an adult. Even after I found my soulmate, who I later married, I was powerless to stop the objectifying and euphoric recall that took place in my mind. In the Bible, uh, the book of Matthew, chapter 5, 28, it's written, But I say to you, anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has committed adultery with her in his heart. I'm guilty as charged. In 1987, after the birth of our son, for a short time, I found my way back to Jesus even undergoing a second baptism as an adult. Alas, the darkness pulled me, and once again, I fled from Jesus and headed off in the wrong direction. My adultery over the years caused severe mental anguish to Teresa, but like Jesus, through it all, she stayed by my side loyally supporting and loving me, even during my darkest days, regardless of the damage to her own mental health. In 2009, I was diagnosed with a significant health issue that nearly took my life. Uh, during the next five years while I awaited a liver transplant, I selfishly reached out to God in prayer, who answered my prayers through my sister. But once again, once my health was restored, I fell away from the right path 
into a world of lies and deception, completely disrespecting God, Teresa, and my sister's gift of life. My addiction made my life completely unmanageable, hopeless and unlivable. I wanted to die. And last fall, during one of our arguments, I found myself standing in the kitchen, completely void of helplessness. And I reached for a knife out of the kitchen block, and I repeatedly stabbed myself in the chest. But again, God intervened, for I had grabbed the one knife in the block where the tip was broken off, which only resulted in superficial injuries. But the arguing escalated to the point where the police intervention had to occur and Teresa was forced from our home and we were apart for a period of three months. This was the most shameful and regrettable moment of my life. My addictive behavior, my excuses, my denial, my narcissism, my gaslighting. I caused this. I made this happen. Through the grace of God, the matter was resolved and we were brought back together just in time to celebrate Christmas. A couple of weeks after our reunion, it was New Year's Day. The past reared its ugly head and the tensions again flared. And the arguing continued through the day and into the evening. In the morning, I left the house in despair, seeking a way out of the abyss, the darkness that had encompassed my life. I found myself aimlessly driving around town on a cold Sunday morning looking for somewhere to unburden my heart and to seek a reprieve from my addiction. I thought what better place to seek salvation than a church. As I drove around, all the churches I passed were closed or they weren't open yet. And then it dawned on me, I remembered this new church by the highway and lo and behold, it was open. As I entered Pinewood's Chapel, I was greeted with a warm and welcoming smile. I took a seat in the auditorium and listened to Pastor Chris's sermon titled Satan Exposed. In that moment, I swear he was talking directly to me, about me, and he was even looking right at me. Now that could have been my guilt and shame but it also could have been coincidence, right? I was having a spiritual awakening. My eyes were finally being opened, and I knew that the only hope for change, the only hope to free me from this darkness was through Jesus Christ. At the end of the sermon, Pastor Chris invited anyone who needed prayer to come forward, and he would pray with them. I immediately got out of my seat head hung in shame, and I went forward 
to the front of the auditorium where I met Pastor Chris and Rowan, his wife. And before them, I admitted my wrongs and my troubles. And through their prayers, I felt the despair lifted off my shoulders. Later that week on a Thursday, Teresa and I sat with Pastor Chris and Rowan, and so began the road to recovery. The following Tuesday, I met with Pastor Chris, and in the privacy of his office, I confessed all of my wrongs before him and God, and through this one act of humility and repentance, I felt unburdened and forgiven. This is affirmed in the Bible, in the book of 1 John, chapter 1, verse 9, which states, If we confess our sins, he is just in to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That day I felt cleansed, and a change of heart, mind, and attitude overcame me. My eyes had been opened to the reality of my life and that is that I have been blessed. I have a beautiful, wonderful, and loving spouse whose faith in us never wavered, even in all our brokenness. The Lord blessed us with two amazing children who now have families of their own, and I've had a decorated military career, and all of my needs for that of me and my family have been, and I'm sure will be looked after. I was blessed with the spiritual gifts of kindness, empathy, and compassion. And as a result of surrendering myself over to Jesus, I am now using these gifts to benefit others and to make amends for my transgressions. I have come to believe Jesus has been with me since the beginning. I know this without question, for there are many times in my life that I could have died. But for the grace of God, I am still here today. The prophet Jeremiah in his book, chapter 29, verse 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and to give you hope. Today I have hope. Jesus has a plan for me and for you. And we just have to follow faith and walk with him in all things we do and to practice his messages, which are to give glory to God, to love one another, to be humble and kind, to give generously, and as we seek forgiveness, be forgiven. My new life mantra is Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Jesus who strengthens me. Through my fellowship in Christ, and with others, I have learned I am not alone. Many men suffer from the temptation of sin, even Christians. Thus the reason for prayer and repentance each day. In Matthew 4.17, it tells us, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Prior to following Jesus, I did not know where my sin nature was coming from. But I do now. I know him, Satan and his demons. And I am no longer powerless to sin, because I know I have a choice. And as Jesus says in John, the book of John, chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. He who follows me 
will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. I am a living testament that it is never too late to repent and turn your will and your life over to Jesus, for he is loving, merciful, and forgiving. Come out of the shadows and join me in his light. Thank you for listening to my testimony in Jesus Christ, and I hope you have been encouraged. God bless.